Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. Call 877-499-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. So cancel the cable and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 877-499-MY-TV. Right now, to sign up for packages starting as low as $24.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows, pause and rewind live TV, even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $24.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 877-499-MY-TV. That's 877-499-MY-TV. Cancel the cable, cut costs, and get more. Call now, 877-499-MY-TV. That's 877-499-MY-TV. Welcome, you're listening to Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Bruce McGowan, longtime sports radio personality. And uh, today's show is going to be special. Why is that, Bruce? Oh, we got a good friend of mine, a guy I used to work with at KNBR, the sports leader of San Francisco. He's still there now, uh, Larry Kruger, longtime talk show host, will join us to talk a little NFL and Major League Baseball. We'll have some fun, uh, kind of... You know, hash it out about where the Raiders are going to play. Are they going to Las Vegas? Uh, you know, it's an interesting story. Yeah, we'll also talk about some uh, other cities that might get a, a team Possibly. Know, yeah. soon. Yeah, yeah t- uh, this year, uh, excuse me, this time of year is excellent because you got the fall classic coming up yeah. and a uh, little football. And then uh, doesn't basketball season yeah, right basket- around the corner? Basketball and uh, hockey's already here. Excellent. So you, yeah. All right. At each commercial break, we're going to ask a sports trivia question. Uh, this uh uh, theme today is just going to be miscellaneous sports trivia. Sounds good. All right. And this segment of Sports Econ 101 is sponsored by Pacific Private Money, providing mortgage investments that are currently yielding, get this, still around 8%. They got just a little under. It's about 7.9%. Because, you know, especially in the Bay Area here, it's big competition for uh, for money. It's all chasing those yields. <laughs> Secured by real estate, it doesn't get any more conservative than that. you got to check them out at Pacific Private Money. And you are listening to Sports Econ 101. Uh, again, when we come back, we're going to have Larry Kruger from KNBR. We're going to talk a little bit uh, football, a little bit of baseball, a uh, little bit of basketball. Maybe a little basketball, yeah. Because yeah. didn't you, didn't, weren't you saying that uh, the media, there's going to be a, kind of a media frenzy at the first couple yep. of Warrior games? It's, it's already started. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. In the uh, in the late 80s, it wasn't like that, was it? It wasn't. Well, actually, the late 80s was a good time. What it wasn't like that was basically between 1995 and most of the early 2000s, all the way to 2010, maybe, 2011. In, in the 80s, I'm trying to remember. Oh, the they, had, they, had some good, they had some good teams with Chris Mullen and uh, Mitch, Tim Richmond, Hardaway, Mitch Richmond right? and Tim Hardaway came along in oh, the yeah, late run, 80s, early 90s. Oh, the DMC, right? It was only for a couple of years, though, you yeah. know, about four or five years that they were really exciting yeah, to watch. So, all right. So stay yeah. with us. You're listening to Sports Econ 101. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back.
This is Mark Honf, co-host of Mortgage Investing 101. Did you know that you can earn, year in and year out, returns of 8% and more on your savings and retirement accounts? Mortgage-backed investment strategies such as trustee investing and mortgage pool funds can do just that. Since 2008, clients of Pacific Private Money have consistently earned high yields on their investments. Find out for yourself how you, too, can profit from these real estate-secured investments. Call 415-883-2150 or visit our website at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Invest in some fun this season with this deal from Paintball Tickets. With the largest network of paintball fields in North America, Paintball Tickets is committed to bringing you high-intensity fun for a fraction of the cost. With the purchase of your paintball tickets, you'll receive free admission and equipment rentals to some of the most played-at paintball parks nationwide. And by partnering up with like-minded, safety-conscious paintball fields in thriving markets across the nation, we've ensured there's always a field close to home. These tickets, which can be purchased in bulk, are designed to fit the needs of every skill level, from casual observers to weekend warriors. This adrenaline-inducing sport is perfect for birthday parties, corporate team building, or a casual outing with friends. Make the right choice for your wallet. Get in on the fastest-growing action sport with this deal from Paintball Tickets by going to sportsecon101.com and clicking on the Play Paintball button. Pedro Fernandez here. You might know me as the host of Ring Talk Live Worldwide, but this time I'm here to talk about that four-letter word everybody dreads, pain. If you have back pain or knee pain like I do, hey, you should know about the Health Alert Hotline. I'm talking about if Medicare is your primary medical insurance, and guess what? You can qualify for a back or knee brace or a shoulder brace for little or no charge. Anything to help me with the pain, hey, makes it more manageable, gets my attention, folks. I love the free delivery, and they take care of the paperwork for you. So if you have Medicare and need help for your back, ankle, knee, or shoulder, guess what? Give the Health Alert Hotline a call toll-free, 1-800-428-1570. 1-800-428-1570. You can qualify for a back or knee brace or a shoulder brace for little or no charge. 1-800-428-1570. The Health Alert Hotline, 1-800-428-1570. iHeartRadio, an app so powerful. It holds 20 million songs from 450,000 artists, thousands of the best live radio stations, custom stations, and stations created just for you. It's anywhere and it's everywhere. Millions of songs, thousands of stations, one free app. iHeartRadio is that easy. Download the app today or listen online at iHeartRadio.com. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. Bruce, who's on the phone? A uh, good friend of mine, Larry Kruger. We worked together from 1997 to 2005, and Larry has uh, been back at KNBR for the last several years, working middays with Gary Radnich, a local television personality who has been on KNBR himself for many years. And Larry, let's talk first off about the NFL. Edward and I got a bunch of questions we got to ask you. First of, all, first of all, you cover the 49ers very closely. I know KNBR is a flagship station. How... What is, you know, for people that live outside of the Bay Area, they look at the 49ers and they go, my God, a couple years ago they were in the Super Bowl. They're one of the worst teams in football. What has happened to this franchise? The general manager stopped picking good players in the draft. I mean, that's the short answer. I mean, that's that's the answer right there. I mean, and I, it's not a personal vendetta or anything. I, 
I, I root for the 49ers to do well. I mean, I was with them Super Bowl in New Orleans. It seems like not that long ago, but the reality is, is they're like six and nineteen since they got rid of Jim Harbaugh and Trent Baalke, who was the executive of the year as recently as twenty eleven, has just had an unbelievable run of bad personnel decisions. Um, and, you know, many of them with the guys who handle the football, the quarterback, the running back, the wide receiver, the tight end. This has had a total inability to find dynamic players at the skill positions, and it's it's um, come home to roost on them. I mean, it seemed like Blaine Gabbert was going to be, you know, coming alongside and kind of pushing Colin uh, Kaepernick uh, aside, but uh, what, what happened to him? Well, I don't know. You know, you got to look at football. You know, there's three phases of the game, and they kind of lean on one another. The 49ers are just really bad personnel-wise in a couple spots, and it's really derailing their entire season. They are very poor at wide receiver. There's no number one wide receiver. If you have a number one wide receiver, it tilts the coverage and tilts the field towards that receiver and kind of opens things up for everybody else. They don't have that piece. Hmm. And then at the linebacking core, I mean, guys, it wasn't that long ago where they had the best linebacking core in all of football. And now they have the worst linebacking core in football. The inside linebackers are at this point, special teamers disguised as defensive players, and they're not stopping the run. So their inability to have any threat on the outside means that all the defensive players hover towards the line of scrimmage and take away the run game, which is a pretty average to maybe a slightly above-average run game. That's on offense. And on defense, they have no no pass rush and no linebackers. So they can't put pressure on the quarterback on third down, and they don't stop the run on first and second down. How, how much of it is so, a, a money situation? Yeah, you know, like just, they're just not like Eddie DeBartolo was pretty good about uh, you know paying his players, getting really good players. How, how much of this comes down to the money? Well, there's there's you know there's really a few reasons why players go to any situation. They either go for you know the opportunity or the money. Or, you know, it has to be generally one of those two things. They have to either have great opportunity, they're going to be the starter, or they have to be paid really well. So the 49ers have done very little in the in free agency. Now, I can't really tell you specifically as to why. You'd have to go case by case and find out why they didn't land these particular free agents. But give you an example, the former Cal Bear, Marvin Jones, wide receiver, they had they they had plenty of cap room. They were armed with fifty million dollars in cap room. He was a premier wide receiver free agent. He was out there. He went to Detroit. Did he go to Detroit? Were the Forty ers interested in him? Did they pursue him. I don't know. Uh, potentially, they could have pursued him and and maybe didn't offer as much money. So you could blame the owner. Potentially, they could have not pursued him. Then you'd blame the general manager. If he maybe he didn't want to play in Chip's offense, then you blame the head coach. Uh, if it's a defensive player, maybe he doesn't want to play defense for a team that's going to be on the field uh, more plays than the average defense due to Chip's offensive philosophy. So there's that. Wow. It's just a, there's a lot of factors. It's really too bad when you think about it, though. And, uh, and again, we're talking to Larry Kruger, former uh, colleague of mine and still on the air very much so at KNBR All Sports in San Francisco. And, and, and Edward and I were talking a little bit about this with regard to the league. I mean, everybody goes through ups and downs. And I know the 49ers are going through a down cycle right now. But you, you talk about some surprises in the league this year. I'm looking at teams like 
Atlanta. Min- well, Atlanta, yeah. Philadelphia, Minnesota. Those are three yeah, examples there. And they all – I guess Atlanta's got a veteran quarterback, but the other two guys uh, – the other two teams have guys that are kind of – one's a rookie and the other guy's you know, hasn't been around that long. And there's more to it than that, but are those three teams that really kind of surprising you among others this year? Well, who'd you get there? You had uh, Atlanta, Minnesota. Who's the third? Uh, Philadelphia, you know, who was playing so well early on with Carson Wentz. Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, Atlanta's getting great quarterback play. Matt Ryan is maybe the MVP in the league if the season ended right now. Julio Jones is a big impact guy. Uh, they're throwing the ball out of the backfield at Evan Coleman. Uh, you know, Dan Quinn is the new head coach there, or at least second year. He's a defensive guy. He's made improvements on that side of the ball, and they have big-time offensive weapons. So Devontae Freeman, Tevin Coleman, Julio Jones, Matt Ryan throwing it, and the defensive coach that's putting it together, that's what's going on for Atlanta. As far as Philadelphia, Philadelphia you know, had a, has a real good defense, and Carson Wentz, and Wentz very much looks like a young Andrew Luck. I mean, he, he has been really, really good against the Blitz this year. In fact, last week... Uh, the Redskins had some success going defending him by only rushing four and not giving him kind of a predetermined look at the snap. So I think you may see that. Teams, he's so good at handling the blitz that teams may sit back and drop guys into coverage and see if they can beat him that way going forward because he's so proficient against the blitz. Uh, and then Minnesota, I think, made a real nice – I think Mike Zimmer's a hell of a head coach, by the way. And, you know, they lose – Bridgewater, but they made a nice trade for Bradford, and Bradford's completing 70% of his passes this season. That's the best in the NFL, and they've got they got a nice offensive line, re, you know, replenished with Alex Boone in free agency. They got some nice weapons. They run the ball pretty well. They got a killer D. So, you know, it's really it's a, it's an interesting year in the NFL because there's New England to me is the best team, but Minnesota looks good. Seattle looks good. Heck, Dallas with Dak Prescott. Yeah. Who's been phenomenal? They look really strong to me, and you know if Pittsburgh gets Roethlisberger healthy, they're going to be heard from. Don't sleep though on the Falcons or Redskins in the NFC. I think you know the Washington started 0-2. They've won three in a row. They're playing really solid football, and then as we already talked about, Atlanta. To me, those are the two teams to really watch for. And then I think the game Thursday night game to start Week Seven, you know Packers in Green Bay at Lambeau. You know, are we going to see Aaron Rodgers play like Aaron Rodgers, or is he now in the, the twilight of his career and starting to regress? Because he's really been bad. He's in the twenties on all the categories. Mm. Yeah, I got a, a strange off the wall question for you because we were talking about like you know the, the opportunities for guys to play. How how much? And, and this is probably a small thing, but I was wondering for the weather. You know, you play half your games at home. Like everyone would probably want to play in like San Diego. You know, but for that reason, do you think weather plays out? Because you know, some guys are probably going, "Okay, I'm a quarterback. I, I don't play as well in cold weather." You, you know, I mean, does that? Do you think that comes in play at all? I mean, it depends. It's a, it's a case by case basis. It would mean a lot to me. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, if you've ever fallen on a on a soft turf in San Diego compared to falling on a cement, you know, yeah. so, you know, falling on cement like the hard surfaces that exist on the East and in the in the Northeast and in the Midwest and the outdoor facilities, yeah, I mean it would make a big difference. But I think one of the factors that makes a bigger difference is California state tax. You know, oh, that's a good point too. Yeah, these guys make enough money where that state ta- state tax is a major factor to them, and I think that has a lot to do with that. I think if you're a free if you're a 
you're a California team, the Rams and the Niners and the Chargers and the Raiders, I think you have to almost have to overbid to get free agents in this climate. That's a good point. And then when they go, if the Raiders go to Las Vegas, then you got no tax there. And, you know, they have to file tax returns in every state that they play in. You know, because they make enough money to, uh, to uh, you know, to go yeah, over that, the threshold. I didn't realize that. I thought you just yeah. did it. Okay. So and, have, well, the, all the states that have taxes. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's crazy. That's why you have an agent and. Uh, oh yeah, uh, that's, and, that's and, very and, important. And, and more than just an agent. Pay, pay a lot in your yeah, uh, tax preparation fee. Okay, we're going to cut to our first commercial break. And Larry, if you know the answer to this, don't answer until we uh, get back from break. Reggie Jackson was named Mister October for his three home run performance. Who was named Mr. November for his dramatic home run in the World Series? All right, don't touch that dial because Sports Econ 101 is going to be right back. Tired of calls, levies, and liens from the IRS or hiring others who don't get the job done? Call Wall and Associates and you'll never talk to the IRS again. The IRS has a program to eliminate tax debt and Wall and Associates professionals are trained to maximize its benefits for you. You always speak with a live person with real support and real knowledge. We've helped thousands of taxpayers like you settle their tax debt with the IRS for a fraction of what they owe. We solve tax problems. Call Wall and Associates now. 800-480-5708. We have the professionals who know how to solve tax problems. If you owe money to the IRS, your tax problems are not going away by themselves, and the passage of time will only make matters worse. Act now before it's too late. Call Wall and Associates right now to speak to a professional tax relief agent. Call 800-480-5708. That's 800-480-5708. Again, 800-480-5708. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. This family is at home, but they won't be answering the door. They know that the pounding on the door is a process server from the court waiting to hand them foreclosure documents. So instead of enjoying the home they worked so hard to afford, they sit hiding in the dark. Mom, what was that? But it doesn't have to be this way. This family can save their home, but they must act fast. Call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions at 800-274-7312. If you're being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, missed a payment on your mortgage, been a victim of a predatory loan, or are upside down on your home, it's critical that you call Allied State Foreclosure Solutions now. 800-274-7312. Allied State Foreclosure Solutions has an attorney in your area that will meet and speak with you. You can stop the foreclosure process, lower your monthly mortgage payments, save your home and your credit. But you must act now. Call 800-274-7312. 800-274-7312. Not available in all states. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. 
Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with Bruce McGowan. Here was our first trivia question. Reggie Jackson was named Mr. October for his three home run performance. Who was named Mr. November for his dramatic home run in the World Series? Now let Larry answer that one because I think he's got this one. Larry, right, go, Larry ahead. Derek, go ahead. It's, it's, uh, it's the great Derek Jeter. It is. And uh, can you tell us what year and which game? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> which game? You mean I, I Sure. Thought, well, I mean, he was MVP of the series, not just one game. No, but there were which dramatic home run. Oh, okay. It was, uh, it was 2001. It was 2001. Ah. And, of course, we all know that was 2001 because the reason that he was Mr. November was because the World Series right. pushed into November that year because of the terrible 9-11 tragedy. Yeah, that's right. And they, so, you remember the team they beat, Larry? They beat the Seattle Mariners, who set a record, I yeah, think, for most wins. Yeah, 116, right? Most wins in a season. They beat the Mariners in the in the championship yeah. series. And they lost yep. to uh, 114 Arizona. Arizona. Mariner team. Yeah. Wow. And then they lost to Arizona. Lost to Arizona. Yeah, yeah. In a thriller, it was too. Game four. That's right. Game four. Yes. Um so actually, Larry, you had a you had a, a trivia question for us. Yeah, exactly. I've got it now. Andrew Miller. Of course, we just finished watching the ALCS. The Indians knock off Toronto in five. By the way, the Indians will win the World Series. For those of you who uh, care to really, actually, I think it's going to be a a, 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 a not the ALCS. I, I think it's going to be either the Cubs or the Dodgers who are going to win the World Series. You're, you're right. going with it will National be a National League team. Okay, you think it's a National League oh, yeah. Go with your team. I'll go with the Indians. Okay. You can apologize later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, apologize, I'll apologize now. That way I'm, I'm already covered. Um, so you were asking before, who were the Andrew other? Miller won the yeah. ALCS MVP. He was totally dominant. He is the fourth relief pitcher to win the ALCS MVP. Can you name the previous three? Well, I got... Mariano Rivera has to be one of them, but that's pretty easy. Mariano Rivera in t- 2003. Is- right. uh, how about Randy Johns? Did, did, I mean, Relief. he, he right now, but well, he did come in a couple of times, but he wouldn't have been uh, I, enough. I guess you could say, I can't say. I was going to say Madison Bumgarner, but he won the MVP for the World Series, was, and he yeah. also pitched was for nationally. pitched nationally against starter. And, you know, I'm getting off on it. Uh, Ron, uh, Ron Guidry? No, right? no, he was a starter. He was a starter too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Okay, we don't have enough time. To- not only are you guys not getting it, <laughs> I'm just not getting it. It's not. It's not registering. It has to be fairly recent, but I'm not. It's funny. I can remember the old stuff better than the new yeah. stuff. Yeah, <laughs> typical old guy, right? That's it. Okay, Larry, yeah. go ahead and tell us. All right, the three previous guys: Dennis Eckersley. Never heard of him. <laughs> yeah, the Dodgers. I should have known that. ALCS one. MVP. Yeah, he of course he did in the World Series, but yeah. ALCS MVP. Dennis yeah. Eckersley, Mariano Rivera, two thousand three. And Koji Uehara for the Red Sox. Oh, that's Boy, right. That would, that I, I forget. That's a good one. Yeah. Now the Red Sox. You know, not to go. Out, we'll talk some baseball in a second here. But I got to ask Larry when we do about Francona. But I got to ask you. You know, there's been a lot of talk about the Raiders possibly moving to Las Vegas. Mark Davis is poised to, to, to get his team down there. Of course, the the league still has to approve. They still have to build the stadium. It's going to take a couple of years. Oakland still claims it can come up with an alternate plan. It doesn't look very promising. Man, what's your read on this whole thing? Are the Raiders pretty much, is it a fait accompli they're going to Las Vegas by 2019? Absolutely not. Okay. I, I don't think I, it's far from a done deal. Now, Mark Davis, in his mind, has already left. Yeah. They've, they've already, you know, they already did. Yeah, but they did the same thing when they went down to L.A. and they eventually, they actually did go to L.A. Well, they did, and they came back. They came I mean, back. thirteen but, years later, after the city of Oakland bent over backwards and still, still paying off the uh, debt. No, what, what's your line? Of, what's your line of reasoning here, Larry? I'm curious because I, I, well, I'm, I mean, 
from what I'm reading, Roger Goodell is still working with the Oakland City officials. He doesn't want to abandon the Oakland market. There's no precedent in the NFL for a, 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 a team leaving a market that's vastly superior in the top ten to go to a smaller market with all kinds of risks and negative issues with gambling. There's, I mean, it's a, it's a outside of the fact that Oakland in the present is struggling to find a location, funding, and leadership to make a stadium a reality. The NFL is a very rich entity, and they don't have to take a local or even a short-term look at this thing. They can take kind of a macro view of it. And the macro view of, of the situation, take Mark Davis and put him aside, he's just a guy trying to you know, skate by on a few extra bucks here or there and maybe get a little some action from Vegas. And you know, He's trying to do what's best for Mark. The league's going to do what's best for the league. What about St. Louis? I believe that get... it's in the best interest of the, of the Raiders to, bol- to stay in the fourth or fifth largest media market instead of the 19th or 29th or whatever Vegas is. What, what about uh, uh, St. Louis, though? I mean, will they get a team? I think they've proven they, they can't handle a team. What has it been, twice now, Larry? They've had teams and they haven't uh, been able to yeah. support either one. Well, it's a baseball town, clearly. But, I mean, they have, there's a stadium there. I mean, the Transworld Dome is an NFL-caliber stadium. It's not the greatest stadium, but it's... It's not ancient either. It's it's still very viable. So. I mean, you had the St. Louis Cardinals for how many years? You know, going back to the 30s or no, something? No, actually the early 60s. Early 60s yeah, is when yeah. it was? Okay. Yeah, they were only there 27 years. Would like to, I, think they would, I think the NFL would very much like to keep the Raiders in Oakland. Yeah, you know, I I'd like I tend to I tend to see where you're coming from. I see where you're coming from, but my feeling is the Raiders are kind of an unusual <laughs> franchise. I mean, they 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 have more fans overseas. I was listening yeah. to their post game talk show the other day. The first three callers, one guy was from Australia, one guy was from the Bronx, one guy was from Maui, and the other guy, the fourth guy, was from somewhere in the Midwest. And I'm thinking, you know, they have kind of an unusual following, and they do have the majority of their fans are here in California. But we know that they are kind of a cult team. It's, it's all just, because of the uh, skull, you know. Well, the, it's more than <laughs> that, though. It's it's just the way they've marketed themselves. And it's been that way for a while. Yeah, and in the, the NFL, I know that Jerry Jones loves Las Vegas and loves entertaining people down there. And uh, you know, again, I'm playing devil's advocate here uh, because. I'm looking at it from from their point of view, but it is intriguing. It's it's going to take a while to play out, don't you think? A couple of years, guys. Yeah, but what, what well, about? Well, he's already signed a he signed an agreement where he's going to be at the Coliseum. And right. the first year that they would be in Vegas would be 2019. 2019, at, right? At the soonest. But I mean, I don't see the NFL owners uh, voting for this for on market size alone. Aren't they supposed to make They'd a rather, decision though, Larry? In January, I mean, to make a preliminary vote, aren't they? Give us a side and find yeah. a new owner, okay, and and come up with their own stadium plan and keep them in the market that they prefer they be in. Then, then there's also there's several issues with Las Vegas um, as a as a town. You know, just because you can get a building built doesn't mean that you can support a franchise going forward mm. the way these things, the way this these franchises need to be supported. So. There's a lot of questions. Uh, you'll, you'll get the casinos to buy, you know, lots of luxury boxes and stuff like that. But you know that that, that doesn't yeah. seat eighty thousand. But I mean, here's the thing. I mean, right now the Raiders are on the up. So the Raiders yeah. are a viable entity going forward. But what if they in Vegas? If you're not, if you're not like really on top, they're not. There's no loyalty. There's no loyal fan base that's going to show That's true. Up there. 
if they don't win, that, that place will be the emptiest place. But, Larry, that's my point. They're getting people from L.A. They're going to get people from Oakland. They're going to get people. Actually, Las Vegas is more yeah, centrally how located. Times? How many times? How many times are people Well, you only have to do it eight, eight only if you, have to, if you have to rely on people getting on an airplane to see your team, there's a chance there that, that you're going to play in some less-than-capacity-filled arenas. No, I, you make a good point, but I'm saying there's only eight games a year, and if you have a good team, you may make two trips a year. Well, I mean, here, is, okay, so here, again, I'm playing devil's advocate. Okay, so I, I have a friend who's a big gambler, right? and when we went to Vegas, they uh, – actually, no, 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 we, we were in Reno. Mm-hmm. When we were in Reno, they had a private jet fly him to San Francisco right. to, to watch a 49er game <laughs> to fly back to Reno. Yeah. Well, there's I mean, a lot of people with and, deep and, pockets. I don't know. Yeah. I so I, it's know. like if they're already in Vegas, it, it saves on a lot of air fuel it, and all that. It is It is going to be interesting. Well, that's the other thing, too. Yeah. Gambling's a huge part of the sure. whole culture there. Do they take it off the board? You know, when UNLV played in college basketball, they don't, you don't, can't bet. I don't believe you can bet UNLV in Vegas. Right. But saying that betting, and because it's Las Vegas, everybody is, is gambling. I mean, now everybody gambles from their own home on their smartphone. I mean, it's it's not something where you have to go to Vegas to bet yeah, huge can, sums of can, money. But, but the thing is, it's it's interesting, though. I mean, UNLV, can you still not vote, vote bet on UNLV in Vegas? Hmm. That's that's a, that's, yeah. a, that's very interesting. I've never been into the whole betting thing. Have you, Larry? Because I, I find it, it's just such a different world, and it doesn't mesh with the world that I follow sports in, but I mean, everybody's different. I, the betting thing is fascinating, though, because that's an important part of the whole consideration of that movie. Even there. fantasy football. Yeah. You know, yeah. No, I think Larry makes I'm a, a good I'm point. I'm a professional gambler <laughs> um, by nature. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm occasionally, I mean, I'm, I'm a, I like betting baseball in August. Yeah. I go to Tahoe. But other than that, but you just do it for fun. You don't you don't put serious amounts of money down because you got four kids and a wife to support, man. You know you like the rest right. of us. Yeah, you, you don't want to lose them on a bet. <laughs> uh, what about the, some of these? What about some international places like Toronto? And then they even talked about London. The problem is, I mean, traveling to London. Oh I mean, that'd be yeah. ridiculous. What I you, think. Yeah, what you read on that, Larry? Because I've heard a lot about London as a possible. You know, Roger Goodell has talked about it, but I mean, that's absurd. You'd yeah. have to. You'd have to have a weird. There's only one. Well, first of all, there's only one way London is viable, and that's if there is. There, you're not going to have a team station in London. The only way it's viable is to have different playing in London for, you know, every week of the yeah. year and having a game held in London. Exactly. You can hold a game in London and have every team go over there, or, you know, over the course of... It still messes up your schedule. I mean, that's an eight-hour flight, you know, from... Yeah, but it, 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 that's, a, that's a lot more viable than having a team there. It's true. Well, that, that's absolutely true. Yeah. Okay, guys, we're going to cut to our next commercial break. Uh, here is, again, don't answer this until we come back, though. Who was the youngest starter in MLS? Mm. Right? Major League Soccer? Okay. And uh, when we come back, we're going to see if uh, our co-host and our guest know the answer to that one. The other thing I was going to ask you, too, Larry, is what about, like, Portland or Toronto for football? All right? So we're going to ask uh, Larry that question, too, and see what he thinks. Portland. I would have loved to have had a team in Portland when I worked there. When you worked there, yeah. That was way back in 79 when I was just getting started in the small market, medium market. (laughs) And the football was round back then. Okay. Don't touch that dial. Sports Econ 101 is going to be right back. That's mean.
How would you like to earn over 8% per year in your investment portfolio in a conservative investment that has been considered one of the best-kept secrets in investing? At Pacific Private Money, we are actually paying over 8%. Imagine what a mutual fund of low loan-to-value mortgages would look like. Well, that is very similar to what participating in the Pacific Private Money Fund is like, because we own many loans in the fund that are actually less than 60% loan-to-value. It would be extremely difficult to find an investment that yields over 8% with this much collateral. We pay you monthly. Can you imagine earning more in one month than most banks are paying in one year? Of course you have questions about how we can deliver this. So call Pacific Private Money at 415-883-2150 and we will answer all of your questions. You can also visit us at pacificmoneyfund.com. This is Carrie Cooper for Guitar Center's Focus on Rock. Shop for the greatest selection of music gear on earth at guitarcenter.com. Over the years, we've witnessed numerous genres colliding with rock music to create unique tracks consisting of a hybrid of sounds, but none quite so impactful or unlikely as that of Aerosmith's collaboration with Run DMC for their seminal version of Walk This Way. Join me at focusonrock.com where I look at that special moment in music history when rap and electric guitars entwined and cultural worlds collided. Your music can take you anywhere you want to go. And Guitar Center is the best place to start the journey. Save up to 25% on over 200,000 guitars, amps, and accessories from major brands. Get an Epiphone Limited Edition Les Paul for just $3.99. An Ibanez Electric for $2.49. A Yamaha Dreadnought Acoustic Electric for $1.99. Or Daddario Strings, three packs for $10. Where will your new guitar take you? Guitarathon is going on now at Guitar Center. Hi, Sports Econ 101 listeners. I'm Edward Brown. You know me as the host of the show, but you may not know that I work with individuals getting them the least expensive term life insurance policies around. Don't be fooled by the ads you hear on TV and radio. It's always best to work with someone who's completely independent. That's where I come in. If you email me at edward at sportsecon101.com your name, your age, and how much insurance you want, I'll run the numbers through my software program and let you know the least expensive policy around from among many of the top insurance companies. Again, I'm totally independent, so email edward at sportsecon101.com for your free life insurance quote today. Why pay more for life insurance than you need to? I can get you a guaranteed policy where the low premiums are fixed anywhere from 10 to 35 years. So email edward at sportsecon101.com right now for your free life insurance quote. That's edward at sportsecon101.com. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. Second trivia question, who was the youngest starter in Major League Soccer? Anyone? You know, I don't follow... Major League Soccer very closely at all. I, I kind of pay attention to the international leagues because that's the big time. Major League Soccer is kind of like the minor leagues, yeah. you know. But what, I don't know. Do, do you know, Larry? Because I, I haven't a clue. I thought soccer is like what you take your kid to on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you guys will know the name though. Okay. Okay. This was in two thousand four. Right. For DC United. Okay. And he was oh, four, I know. 14 years old. Oh, Freddie Adu. Freddie Adu. Freddie Adu. Yeah, whatever right. happened to Freddie Adu? Yeah, that's a good trivia question. I don't know if he's still playing or not. Yeah. So well, uh, b- yeah, before but, we get into baseball, though, yeah. I did want to ask Larry, what, what do you think about you know uh, professional, uh, you know, the NFL playing in, you know, having a t- team in Toronto and or Portland? Are they big enough markets? 
Well, no. I mean, there, first of all, neither is there is professional football in Toronto. It's called the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's true. Or the Detroit they, Detroit they, Lions. They're not that far away. Yeah. Or the Montreal Can- so Canadiens here. Uh, Alouettes, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. very close. Yeah. I mean, I, have you ever been to Buffalo? Uh, no. That's one major city I have not been to. Yeah. Right next to Toronto. Yeah. So just for proximity, they're not going to put another team there. I mean, uh, they'll, they'll take some. I could see the Bills playing multiple games there, though. Mm-hmm. Or Portland. Portland doesn't have the corporate infrastructure to to to, to potentially do that at this juncture. I mean, maybe in twenty five years, but not right now. And I think also Portland is a. It's a nice, you know, kind of a small, large market or large, medium sized market. But it just it's a it's always been you know a triple A quality town. No knock on Portland. It's got some great sports. I mean, the Blazers are yeah, certainly they've mm-hmm. had their moments, but. Uh, yeah, it's just one of those places. I think that's it's one of the beauties of Portland. It hasn't grown as much as parts of California, so a lot of the charm is still there. We got to talk a little baseball there. You know, this has been a lot of fun uh, here in the Bay Area. We had kind of a crazy quilt schizoid season with the Giants, but the Cubs, the Giants made the Cubs sweat, and now the Dodgers are making the Cubs sweat as we speak. A lot of things can happen by the time this show airs, and you know, through Game Five. But I mean, this has been an intriguing series: the Dodgers and the Cubs. I think Dodgers are going to win it. Really? I really do. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, but, but they're going to lose to a Cleveland. Yeah, I, like the Cle- I think Cleveland will beat the Dodgers in the World Series. Yeah, that sounds interesting. But yeah, I, 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 you know, Cubs are you know, they, they're an all-or-nothing offensive team. Um, they strike out, and, um, you know, it's a team that's struggling. They were good against, in the regular season against lefties, but... Lefties have owned them thus far in the playoffs. Now they did bust out a little bit yesterday yeah. in the, in putting up ten runs, and you know we'll see if there's a carryover. Do they just keep swinging the bats and all of a sudden take off from here, or are they the team that hit like 105 against lefties and like 150 as a team coming into that game? So I, I still like LA. I think LA is playing loose. Uh, they remind me a lot of the 2010 Giants. You know, Kershaw is. Beast. LA's, LA's blessed in that, you know, the one year they lose Kershaw, he was out for two full months. From June 26th on, he was out for two months. And, and in those two months, he was rehabbing, but what he was also doing, he wasn't pitching. And so I think that's been the difference for him. He, that's a good point. He's come to October yeah. in the past, I think he's been gassed. I think he's fresh right now. Yep. Bad news for the Cubs and the Indians, probably. Now, the Indians have been a great story. I mean, we talk about. Cleveland as a team that was on the rise, but nobody saw this coming. And the other night, uh, the other afternoon, this kid comes out of nowhere. He pitched, I think, 11 innings uh, of Major League ball and pitched four and a third, I think, shutout innings. And they're getting these, you know, though it's interesting to me, Larry, and and Edward, I don't know if you've noticed this really that much, but it's one thing they've talked about, actually. Their bullpen is kind of carrying the team because they're using middle relief guys. Their starters are so beat up that they can't really depend on what they have but that is Terry Francona being very creative, isn't it? I mean, this guy has won two championships, we forget, with Boston. No, it's an awesome story. I mean, first of all, if it, it would be like if the Giants were in the World Series with no Madison Bumgarner or, or Johnny Cueto. They have Danny Salazar, Carlos Carrasco. Those are their best pitchers. And they're out both out for the year. So they're going right now without their number one and number two starter. And yet they found a way. Now... I think it's really creative and interesting, and it'll be interesting to see if teams copy Terry Francona. But 
he's using Andrew Miller as you know in the middle innings sometimes, and then he's using him at other times to close. And and you know Cody Allen or whatever came out of the pen, or pitched, you know pitched the other day and finished. And they have, they've got some outstanding relievers. Cleveland only scored twelve runs in the five games against Toronto, and they won four to the five. Yeah, Jason Kipnis so, was was talking about that. He said, you know, our, our pitching is carrying us, and our middle relief guys, especially. And you talk about a strength that was the Giants' weakness. It's the strength of the Cleveland Indians is their bullpen, which is deep and talented and young. Yeah, well, it's a, and really, you look at all the teams left; they all have top tier guys. Emily Jansen's a big time guy. Obviously, Chapman's the most dominant guy there is. Jansen and Chapman, by the way, are free agents at the end of the year and are going to get paid the mother load. Now, Chapman makes the most right now of any reliever at 11 point something. Uh, but I would imagine these guys are going to get maybe as much as $15 million a year to be closers. And if the Giants want to get one of those guys, they may have to spend a ton of cash. That's not a not a pleasant prospect for the uh, ownership to have to think about. Although, <laughs> although they have a lot of money to spend, the Giants have been... You know, uh, sometimes they've made some mistakes. Seems like more times than often, more times than not, Brian Sabian has made the right decision. But still, I mean, they were they were really missing uh, their bullpen this year. I mean, that was just a disaster. I've never seen a bullpen implode the way the Giants did. They lost, I think they lost something like 16 games that they had a lead in the ninth inning and they blew it. I can think of six. Well, you know, here's the other thing on that. Nobody talks about this, but, you know, in baseball right now, and I think it's really important that you, especially with relievers, that you get guys in the prime of their career. Mm. And if you look at the Giants' bullpen this year, you had a couple guys in Lopez and and Romo who might have been a little bit past their prime, and a couple guys in Law and Strickland and Oker that may have been maybe a year or two before their prime years. So you had some youth and some age. And they really need, and, and, and so they didn't have anybody they could really depend on for full innings. And Bruce Bochy was forced to do too much, too much mixing and matching. He's good at it, but his luck ran out. And they, you got to have at least one or two guys down there that you absolutely can trust with a full inning. And I don't know that he had that. Had that. Um, and I think so they're gonna they're gonna have to invest some. I would I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Giants. Not only signed a closer, but also signed a, a setup man. I bet you they'll go for two bullpen arms um, and and spend their money there. Mm, interesting, interesting. Huh. Now, you know, it, this is a fascinating conversation because that it it brings us back to the money thing, and you know, the money today in pro sports is just insane. Now, basketball, I guess the salary cap went up. What it was it twenty million dollars in one year? Was that it? Or I'm sorry, went from ninety. I think it was seventy to ninety million a year per team, something like that, Larry. Right, which yeah. created the culture, basically, which allowed the framework, which allowed Kevin Durant to join the best team in the league, mm. because everybody's cap went up, so everybody had a certain amount of room to play with, and um, you know, it, it, it's, it obviously impact. You know, people can complain all they want. Oh, Durant joined the best team, and no, oh, that's so terrible, and all all these owners. Everybody, announcers, people, fans. People, oh, he's the Antichrist for jumping. <laughs> you know, and if you take take a step back and look at it, the owners voted for a set of rules that allowed this. So they have nobody to blame but themselves. Yeah. Did did that all start with the Yankees? 
salary cap? Because in the old days, they used to basically there is no buy. Salary cap in baseball. Wait, say again. There's no salary cap in Major League Baseball. Well, what, what no. you're, maybe what Edward is saying is the whole idea of yeah. this free spending. Um, you know, being able to throw money at a situation to improve. And the Yankees really were sort of pioneers in that regard. And that goes back to way back to the days of Babe Ruth when yeah. he was making. Oh, oh well, no, yeah. I think what you're talking about is you're saying you're, you're talking about the free beginning of free agency. Well, that too. Well, that's Andy yeah. Messerschmitt, that, right? Yeah. And before free agency began in football and in basketball. And so, yeah, you're right. The Yankees were the first big spender in free agency with Catfish Hunter. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. He became a free agent in 77. The Yankees gave him whatever it was, a million dollars, and everybody went, oh, my God, a million dollars. Catfish Hunter was there, and then all the Reggie Jackson followed, and um, then free agency took off from there. It's funny. Nolan Ryan, yeah. I, I believe Nolan Ryan was the first million-dollar-a-year guy mm. uh, with the Astros. Nobody deserved it more than him, huh? Yeah, really. I mean, come on. It was a great free agent signing by them. Well, just remember, $100 million isn't what it used to be. You know? <laughs> no, it doesn't, doesn't get you what it used to be. Yeah, and, and oh, why in baseball do they not have the salary cap compared to the other sports? Well, they don't have a hard and fast salary cap. What baseball has done in recent years, they've introduced revenue sharing and luxury tax, which serves as the same type thing. It gives more greater flexibility to still spend whatever you want in a given year, but it's going to be punitive. If you go into the luxury tax, you're going to be spending you know, a dollar for every dollar that you spend. So that two-for-one tax has put a drag on the on the top spenders at the top. What baseball needs more than a cap is baseball needs a floor. Baseball has no floor. Baseball has no amount of money that you have to spend. And thus, because of that, some of you know, there are teams that at times have, have just been borderline, well, not borderline, just non-competitive by not spending it nearly enough to compete. Yeah, well, for the, the A's, you yeah. were always known as, uh, you know, cheap. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you should not be able to do what the Oakland A's are doing right now, which is sap $40 million off the general fund, spend just enough to make a nice, tidy $10, $12 million annual profit, as well as you're getting the growth uh, in your franchise value as the whole league kind of grows up around you. But what are you doing? You're non-competitive. You're not. You're not competing for a World Series. You're a glorified 4A. You're moving players on and off your roster while you're making a profit. And think about that. What business could consistently lose and have a losing equation, but have profit, consistent profit? Yeah, but I, I like the idea of of uh... of the sport, and they're running their team like a thrift shop and like <laughs> Major League Baseball. Okay. To jump in and say enough. Sadly, okay. there are a million and a half or people that still go watch and play. That's, that's it. Well, what do you think these about about not, these teams should not have the ability to take forty million dollars um, off Major League Baseball's revenues and and basically basically be a they're a welfare. Okay, so what, instead of doing all these guarantee contracts, what about incentive clauses? You know, bonuses as they perform. Because too many times these guys, you know, someone will have a really good year. Bargain. They have they have guaranteed contracts now. The baseball union's the strongest union in the in the in the country, and it's everything's collectively bargained. There's no chance of that. They're not going backwards. They're not, they're not going to go to some kind of pay for play when they have guaranteed deals. When there's this level of revenue, I mean that we could talk about it, but I mean 
No, but I, I think that's the way it should be, though. Well, that's the yeah. way it, it was. You have to remember that for years up until the 1970s, the players were screwed. You know, you worked. Willie Mays never got more than a year to year contract, and the most he ever made was $100,000 a year. This is the greatest player, arguably, yeah. in the history of the game. Of course, back then, $100,000 was a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Relatively speaking, yeah. yes, it was. But it is a different world we live in. Well, you know, Larry, you know, we, we're having a fun time talking about this, but what about the fan out there? You know, the, the, the blue collar fan who is. The person who supports this. You, you want to? I, I tell you what, we're going to cut to a quick commercial break. Okay. We're going to let Larry answer that when we get back, and, and then, then we'll, we'll take off. Yeah, okay. I appreciate you being on with us. The whole we really day. appreciate yeah. it. Good okay, stuff. so who is the only NBA player with twenty-five thousand points, ten thousand rebounds, five thousand assists, fifteen hundred steals, and fifteen hundred blocks? Ooh, All right. Okay. And a hint: it is not Spud Webb. All right, <laughs> stay with us. Sports Econ One Hundred and One. We'll be right back. Are you a business owner or an individual who owes the IRS? Then be prepared to write down an important phone number. Do you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes? Do you need to file back tax returns? Are you dealing with bank levies and wage garnishments? It's time to deal with your IRS problem today. Call Certified Tax Tax Representation now. Certified Tax Tax Representation, Inc. represents clients just like you in all 50 states. They will contact the IRS on your behalf the same day that you become a client, and you can become a client immediately. It's time for you to face your IRS problems. Think about how great you're going to feel when you're represented by a company who's an advocate for you, who knows the law, who also will contact the IRS the same day you become a client. Call today for your free, no obligation consultation. Call now, 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Not all cases are typical and some may not qualify. The consultation is free and so is the call, so call right now. 1-800-999-1064. That's 1-800-999-1064. Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next. Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. 1-800-316-1738. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have $5,000, $10,000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. 
Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. Last trivia question, who's the only NBA player with 25,000 points, 10,000 rebounds, 5,000 assists, 1,500 steals, and 1,500 blocks, and $1,500 in the bank? I'm going to no. say Will Chamberlain, but Larry may have a different uh, answer. What do you think? I was going to say Will Chamberlain. Okay. No, Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett? Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. Hey, before we let you go, I had to ask you, Larry, you know, we only have about a minute. Your thoughts about the fan out there? These are the people that pay the freight that listen to your show and, you know, hopefully listen to this show once in a while and pay the, the big uh, dollars for to watch the games and buy all the, uh, you know, all the, the stuff that the, the teams are trying to sell. I mean... What do you say to the fans? Are they are they being screwed or are they getting a good deal because the entertainment value is so high right now? I mean, let's face it, it is pretty good. What sport are we talking about? All sports, just sports in general, pro sports. You know, well, except when you have well, to. I mean, spend it, 50. it amazes me. I, I got to be honest. I mean, I'm I'm a father of four. It amazes me at what it costs <laughs> and how many people can afford it. I, I just you know, it's just a, it's maybe maybe it's somewhat depressing actually, but. It is amazing how much things cost. Oh, yeah. We're not talking about floor seats, Game 7, Cavs, uh, Warriors, $50,000. Yeah. yeah. Tickets for a, to a baseball yeah. game for a buddy the other day, or, you know, the, a couple of months ago. They were $253 a ticket. Oh. $253. And where were these seats? Where are they located? They were they were you know good seats. I mean, he was a good buddy. I mean, yeah. I didn't want to put him any yeah. bought good seats, but I mean, so what? The freaking baseball game. I used to get on the <laughs> yeah. ballpark bus, and and I'd have ten dollars, and I was like the king. I, exactly. Yeah. And I, had, I could I could have three Polish dogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Larry, Larry, we got to say goodbye to you. Uh, we really appreciate Larry Kruger from KNBR joining us. And here's our thoughts for the day. Fault finding is like window washing. All the dirt seems to be on the other side. And Tom Osborne said, I celebrate a victory when I start walking off the field. By the, by the time I get to the locker room, I'm done. And with that, tune in next week to Sports Econ 101. We're going to be discussing sports topics from a business perspective, giving away, uh, actually, just giving away the answers. <laughs> Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. Good night, America. So long.